this is Allie. And this is Get High. sunny it's like 80 degrees out um been working on a whole bunch of projects right now we're about to go into tech week for the show we're doing so oh, i'm like cool. trying to get as much work done as possible before we go into craziness like that but mel is it is it true that there's snow on the ground for you <sighs> yeah because that sounds like garbage <laughs> not good yeah it's not uh, great it's april 5th today uh-huh. and it decided to snow um yeah but this is chicago yeah i mean there's really no predicting i guess no Ugh. but c2 e2 is this weekend for you right that's true yes it is well that'll be fun i'm very excited i'm excited about my cosplay by the time this comes out uh, everybody will know that I've been cosplaying, so I can safely say that if you see me dressed as Utena, that is who I was. Heck yes! Take so many pictures. Like, make people take pictures of you, please. Absolutely. I'm going to take a ton of pictures. Great. This is, like, stage one of this cosplay. It's just going to be, like, school uniform Utena. So. Ooh, so you're going to, like, evolve it? Uh, yes. Cool. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, Mel, who do we got this week? Um, gosh, let me, let me pick through this list of people really quick. Yeah. Um, gosh, who should I talk to many. I mean, Oliver is here. Famous celebrities have been banging down our door. Yeah. To talk about stuff they love. Oliver is here and I know that he would talk about naps, but it'd probably be like real quiet because all he would do is nap. Yeah. It would be Uh, extremely quiet. I mean, but Oliver's strength lies not in public speaking, but in interpretive dance, as we all know. Oh, absolutely. The butt wiggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I know who we can talk to. Someone sitting right next to me, actually. It's James D'Amato. Oh, hi, everyone. Oh, hey, James. That wasn't a bit. <laughs> What's going no on? No bits at all. No bits. No bits uh, here. You know, not much. Not much. Doing some work. Getting ready for C2E2 as well. I'm very excited. Yeah, there's a lot of good guests this year, huh? Uh, yes, I am particularly excited. Uh, uh, Matt Mercer is coming this year. I Travis know. McElroy is going to be there this year. Mm. Um, I think my buddy Jordan White's going to be there. Uh, Kyle Stark's going to be there. Um, we got some cool folks. Dang, that is so exciting. I love C2E2. I'm real sad that we're not there this year. It's going to be super weird to not be there. I've, I've got some dumb plans for things to do uh, this year, but but I'm excited about them. Um, Good. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, Allie, you're going to have to figure out how to come back for future C2E2s because yeah. it's just not the same without us doing dumb cosplays together. Yeah, you're not wrong. We'll, we'll make sure that that's in the, in the docket for, for next year. Excellent. So, James, what do you got for us this week? What do you what do you hype about right now? Yeah. Okay. Last time I I came on the show, I I, I talked about video games, which is is not really my field. Uh, for those who don't know me, uh, I run the One Shot Podcast Network, where we produce podcasts about tabletop games. Uh, so that's board games, but primarily role playing games. Um, 
And I, on the show One Shot, every month or so, I bring on a new cast of players and we try a new role-playing game. So most of, like a, a good portion of the work that I do for the show is researching new games that are coming out and looking for new and interesting RPGs that I can show people. Um, so I, I really mean a lot when I say that I'm here to hype my new favorite role-playing game. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I look at probably around 100 different games a year, um, and I actually read probably around 30 to 40 games a year. Some of those are micro games, so it's, it's a lot easier to palette that sort of thing. Um, but I... I read a lot of games um, and play a lot of games. Uh, but this year at PAX Unplugged, I had the pleasure of trying out a game actually by someone who works with my network, uh, Alex Roberts. Uh, she designed a game called Starcrossed uh, that I believe when she was on Get Hype, she was talking about it under its old working title, Tension. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, it's a really, really cool game. Um, I think the best place to start is uh, if you know role-playing games, there is an indie role-playing game called Dread that is a horror system that uses a Jenga tower um, instead of dice or cards or any other resolution mechanic that most people would be familiar with uh, through you know different pop culture things where, where you see or hear about D&D. &D. Um, so with dread uh players are in like a horror movie setting and whenever they want to do anything that has a chance of failure they pull a brick from the jenga tower um and place it on top uh and if they can do that successfully they're fine and if they fail and the tower falls they die um alex is a fan of this game and she took that concept and decided it would work really well for romantic tension because uh, both horror and romance and, and comedy really all lean on uh, the idea of tension being built up. Uh, and the Jenga Tower is a pretty perfect metaphor for that. Uh, so in Starcrossed, uh, you take uh, two characters who really, really want to get together, but have a really, really good reason not to. Mm. Um, and Players uh, play out different scenes between these characters uh, that sort of ramp up uh, their intimacy and relationship, uh, building up to uh, maybe the tower falling. If the tower falls over during a game of tension, the character, the player uh, who is playing the character, that character knocking it over uh, acts on those feelings. Um, and there's a sweet spot for it. If uh, the relationship has sort of developed enough, then maybe these two have a strong enough connection that like them against the world, they can make it work out. Uh, but if it falls over too soon, you know, maybe they got together at the wrong time or maybe this whole thing between them wasn't really real and was never a good idea in the first place. Um, so if you're someone who likes romantic stories like I do, um, and especially romantic stories in games, because there are not that many role playing systems that deal with it, uh, Starcrossed is like a breath of fresh air. And on top of everything else, it's really well designed. 
Um, so these stories that uh, I, I like to think about and I like to see happen in other games play out in a really elegant way in Starcrossed. And I was like, I always liked the idea when Alex started talking about it a couple of years ago, but actually getting to sit down to play it, I was blown away by what she did with it because it, it, she did much more than just hack dread to have a new theme. She developed individual and unique mechanics for it. That's so cool. I remember her mentioning it previously, and I, I know that I saw a couple people, a couple lucky people, getting to play test it at the one shot meetup at Gen Con last year. Um, but like, how how long has Alex been working on it? Do you know? So the first I heard from her about it uh, was at Metatopia. Um, it was at Metatopia, I think, two thousand sixteen. Um, it might've been earlier than that. might've been 2015, but, uh, Alex was talking about it as an idea that she had that she wasn't sure she wanted to do. Like she mentioned it, I think offhandedly the first night of Metatopia on the Thursday. And by the Sunday, she was like, had talked to enough people about it that she felt confident in moving forward and developing the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the time between then and now, she's gone through, you know, so many play tests uh, and really refined it from being a simple hack of dread that she probably could have released um, as a PDF or something into a role playing game in its own right. That's actually coming out through Bully Pulpit, uh, the publisher who's responsible for Fiasco and Night Witches, uh, Ghost Court, some other great role playing games. That's super cool. I'm really interested to see like firsthand what this game is like uh have you played more than one instance of it james so i've only gotten to play one instance so far uh but alex is going to be visiting mel and i for uh like promotion during uh mm -hmm. the kickstarter itself and for that uh we plan to do a couple different uh tension games or not tension Starcrossed, a couple different Starcrossed games. Uh, one probably for the podcast, and one probably for stream. Um, and might do one more because it's a game that uh, runs very quickly uh, for the secret archive. Um, we'll figure it out uh, what, when she's here exactly what it's going to be. Um, but I'm looking forward to playing it again because it's it's one of those games that games that I describe as my favorite and, and games that uh, really get my gears turning are, are, are ones that I walk away from the experience like feeling something completely new about role-playing and the way the rules work. Um, and the thing for tension that makes it special is not even that Jenga tower in the middle of the table. Uh, it is the lead follow system that Alex developed. Um, Alex is... Uh, she likes dancing, and I think particularly swing dancing, but I can't remember. Um, but she Im imposed that structure on the game. So there is one character who is the lead and one character who is the follow in uh, the way this relationship develops. Um, the lead character uh, will intentionally reveal things about themselves and intentionally make physical contact with the other character now that can be something as intimate as like grabbing a hand or it can be something incidental like uh turning around and and, and brushing against someone uh it is 
the lead's job to intentionally reveal things about themselves and uh, make these connections. And it is the follow's job to unintentionally reveal things about themselves and make physical contact. I think a great way to think about this is the relationship between Yuri and Victor and Yuri and Ice. Oh, yes. Um, Do go on with this metaphor. If you think about it. Yeah, Victor is very intentional and confident in everything that he does. And Yuri is not confident. And the times where we learn about Yuri is he'll be talking about something else or be dealing with another problem. And he'll say something that reveals something about himself. Um, Like uh, Yuri's pork cutlet, uh, like Mm -hmm. love thing. Like he couldn't figure out a way to directly express his emotions. But in talking about his uh, relationship to, to pork cutlets, uh, he was able to, you know, manifest uh, the hidden emotions inside himself. Uh, So this lead follow system and the way it works is the thing that really hooked me Uh, because intention uh, you are in, Starcrossed, you play out the game over eight different scenes, and each scene has its own theme. But uh, as the follow character, which is the one that I played when I got to play my version of Tension, um, Starcrossed, I'm going to be so bad at this because <laughs> it did change names. And uh, the thing of Starcrossed that I played, uh, you, as the follow, you are only able to intentionally reveal something about yourself once per game. And you are only able to unintentionally reveal something about yourself once per scene. Mm. So the real thing that grips me about tension uh, and that I think gets you in the head of your character and feeling the emotions of your character is for me as the follow, there were things that I wanted for the story. Like I obviously wanted two characters to get together when I play out a romantic story. And like when I do things generally, I'm, I'm looking for happy endings. Um, so I wanted my character to be doing and saying the right things that, you know, that the healthy things, the good things that would end with them being able to like be in this relationship, uh, that, that they were getting into. But, I'm only allowed to do one thing per scene. Uh, so there's more that I want to say, but because of the rules of the game, I can't say it. And in that, in that circumstance, I had this sort of like tense feeling in my chest of, oh, there's more that I need to say, more that I want to say. And I, I just said that thing that I said so that I could get to say something else, but I can't because it's against the rules. Um, and that fucking rules. <laughs> that was very, very exciting uh, to have a game that is built around uh, getting uh, players to feel something in the RPG world that we call bleed, which is when the emotions uh, and feelings that your character is feeling uh, manifest in yourself. Um, and the fact that this game is all about people who want to do something but can't uh, and having rules that made me want to say things and, and make the character do things that they couldn't uh, just worked so well. It, it was so very cool. 
So I know you've played this a few times now. Can you or just tell once. just once? Oh, I just thought you played so it more than once. I've I've watched games of it happen oh. um, at Metatopia, but I only actually got to play once so far. Okay, so in the one game you played, you've told me about it, but can you give us a sneak peek of how your game turned out or how how it progressed? Yeah, Absolutely. please do. Uh, so in our game, uh, the big inspiration. Uh, that like we took to the table. Alex really likes stories that take place in space, like whether they're about aliens or astronauts or what have you. She is a fan of space. Uh, and when she said space and because it's a two person situation, uh, I really like uh, the movie moon. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh, it's this wild sci-fi film about this guy who is on a research station on the moon and the only companion he has is an AI. And unlike uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, the AI is his good buddy and like his only solace there. So I, and, and also her was an inspiration for me for this because Alex and I played you know, this, I I was this researcher on this station and she was the AI that was there to keep me company and make sure that I was like mentally fit to continue doing the research project. Um, and you know, those, those two were the ones that we set up to fall in love. So one of the things that made it difficult and interesting for me is, you know, obviously Alex's character did not have a physical body. Um, so like I could not touch her. Um, And we sort of had to come up with metaphorical ways for them to make physical connections. And, you know, their uh, relationship was mostly built around uh, emotional intimacy and like uh, friendship uh, developing between them and, and a rapport developing between them. And the thing that was keeping us apart is that the theory of the people who had made the research station uh, was that if you started developing a romantic attachment between you and the AI. If you got too close to the AI, it was a sign that you had to go home. So in order to keep staying around the AI, he couldn't uh, let on that what was going on is that they were falling in love. Um, And the AI, regardless of what uh, she felt, like could not... uh, act on those feelings because if she acted on those feelings, then he would have to be sent home. Like there are protocols in her programming that would make her do that. Um, So it was this sort of dance between, uh, you know, trying to stoke the fires and develop this relationship, but like getting to these points where we would have to pull back because that would mean it would be over if, if we gave in. Um, the I think the original uh, joke that we had between us was that the AI would be a robot and uh, the mission control would like sit you down and go, look, you can't fuck this robot. We can't have you fucking <laughs> the robot. The robot can fuck, it wants to fuck, should but not, you can't fuck the robot. Should not do that. Yeah, and we managed to obviously come up with that other reason that was, uh, I think, a lot more uh, meaningful uh, and purposeful. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a very cool session. Um, and Alex called me out uh, in the middle of it for power gaming the session to ensure <laughs> that these two characters would get together. I know. 
Uh, she said that it was uh, the first time that she had seen anybody do that. But uh, you know, I'm 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 the trash monster kiss boy. I, I want to see these two <laughs> crazy kids get together, and I was intentionally sort of uh, constructing the scenes so that we would get enough pulls in order to have them run away together at the end. That's Although amazing. Alex and I were we were both so good at Jenga that I had to intentionally knock over the tower uh, <laughs> because you can play through the whole game. You can play through all of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if the tower is intact, then nobody ever acted on their feelings. Right. Um, so, and like w- thinking of it as a story or movie and the way that uh, it developed, it could have been just as interesting and impactful if those two characters had sort of, walked away from each other and never acted on their feelings like just had this connection and then gone on with their lives um and as it happened i had my character uh illegally download her programming uh so that he could take it with him to earth and they could travel together um that's amazing it was it was a super fun and super sweet story and I, it like lit up my head with all of these different possibilities uh, that I want to see for this game. Um, like Mel and I are big fans of the anime Surrey Zure Children, uh, mm. which is... Surrey Dure? So Surrey Dure is the name of the anime, that is correct. But oh. Surrey Zure apparently is the name of the manga, oh. uh, which I, I learned when I was looking for the manga. Um, but it is this cool four coma manga that is just different love stories it is like and it's only like the tense points of the love stories too or like the points the turning oh yeah yeah, that one where they all confess to each other and stuff right yeah i mean i i not to hype a different thing but surrey surrey children is i feel like it's super related it's super yeah it's super related it is a 15 or i think actually like a 10 15 minute format show Mm -hmm. and each episode has three to four different love stories in it Mm -hmm. and like after playing Starcrossed, i was like oh my god i see all of those stories in this game and like i i want to play out all of those stories and it's a game that plays out so quickly like alex and i i think our game actually took like three hours but that's because alex had to keep getting up from the table and like tending to other uh Starcrossed sessions that were happening uh in like the area that we were playing but like you can play Starcrossed in two hours and i think like that there have been games as short as five minutes because you know the tower falls over early and you're just like oh the it wasn't gonna work for those characters someone acted on their feelings too quickly Mm. what a great mechanic though not just the the jenga tower hack like you were saying but like the idea of honing in on that one thing that romantic unresolved tension thing and will it be resolved like i'm with you james i love that in most of my media um, and when it's done well, it's really, really good. And this game seems like a great way to just explore that all the time. I, yeah, I, I mean, it's like, that's what the best role-playing games do, uh, in my opinion, is they look for an experience and they create mechanics to help you make that experience happen uh, through a narrative. Um, and everything in tension is designed to everything in Starcrossed is designed to 
create and, and suspend those feelings of, of romantic tension uh, between the characters um, and, you know, have uh, the players feel for those characters in a very real and, and powerful and palpable way. Um, I, I, I'm so impressed by the game and like, I want to see it do well because I want to see people play this game and get inspired by it and incorporate those themes into their own designs. Yeah. And I think awesome. that's a great, it's a great, uh, like mission for a game to have or a side mission anyway. Um, when does this game come out and how do people get a hold of it? Uh, so it's actually going to be kickstarting in April. Um, I, I don't know the release schedule for this, but I think we planned it so that uh, this will be going up while the Kickstarter is ongoing. Yes. So if you're listening to this uh, while it's coming out, like I think April 10th through probably May 10th, like it's it's a month. Uh, so a month from April 10th, it will, it will be ongoing and you'll be able to pick it up. Uh, and I think once the Kickstarter is over, it's a Bully Pulpit game. So you can go to bullypulpit.com. I think that's the address. Uh, and, you know, pick that up along with their other cool games. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't have to be my job. I just like this thing. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, another cool aspect of it, though, is Jess Fink is doing the art for it. Whoa, dang. Yeah, so if you're familiar with Chester 5000 or uh, We Can Fix It, uh, Jess's time-traveling autobiography, uh, she does really amazing, sweet, romantic, cute art. Uh, and I, I think that this role-playing book is going to look so good yeah. uh, because her art is perfectly themed for it. I can't awesome. wait to play this game. I'm serious. I am very excited now. It's it's great for fan fiction. It's great for fan fiction that's really all that matters <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for joining us today this was really cool and i can't wait to see tension oh boy i did it too. starcrossed yeah starcrossed thank you for having me on baby of course honey <laughs> before i let you all go i've got a little proposition for you do you want to be a music legend Are you a karaoke icon? Do you love to sing in the shower? Then prove your musical abilities with a hilarious new party game, Earworm. In Earworm, players have to recreate their favorite songs with one catch. They can't use any of the lyrics. With over 200 song cards, multiple game modes, and beautiful artwork, Earworm is a welcome addition to any game collection. Want to learn more about Earworm? Check out the Kickstarter campaign on now at www.earwormgame.com. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we hope you got a little bit of hype about this. Or maybe it triggered some interesting ideas for things that you are hype about that you'd like to hype at us. Yeah, please do. Tweet at us. We are at GetHypePod. Or email us at GetHypePod at gmail.com. We've got a whole list of people that we'd love to get as guests, but we also want to know what you want to hear. Thanks for listening, and stay hype. Stay hype, guys. Stay hype, guys.